Crazy Poultry Inc. So we actually just recently got done with a Rotten Eggs episode, and as I mentioned at the end, we would have other reviews because we have seen other movies, we just haven't talked about them that much. Uh, but also, Mr. Nickers Chicken here, say hello. Hello guys, <laughs> I'm here, I'm not a ghost. <laughs> uh, has also seen some that, you know, throughout the year already that I have not. And you know what? I'm going to let him... <laughs> I'm going to peruse through this list of ones that have come out that I have not seen. Or or maybe I have seen, but we just don't know his quick thoughts. So, grudge. Oh, God. Um, Remember, quick. Yeah. I'm only going to say a couple words about each of these. Um, never should have been made. Added absolutely nothing. Uh, underwater. Um, I'm going to honestly, I'm not going to save my idea because A, the people were annoying in the movie and I actually didn't get to pay attention to some of it and I feel like I need to watch it again, but from what I saw, it was okay. Funny enough, that's kind of what I was saying. Yeah. Uh, did you ever see Like a Boss? No. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure at some point, you know, Redbox and just get it into the worst. <laughs> okay. Uh, I put my two cents in for this, but bad boys for life. Oh, I, I was pretty surprised by this, actually. Um, I did not think I would enjoy it better than the first two, and uh, I did. Uh, it was probably been my... It wasn't the best movie I've seen this year, but it was a bit my biggest surprise this year because it actually had a story, and I didn't think it would. Uh, did you ever go see Doodle? No. Okay. Um, okay, yeah, here's one I also gave my two cents on already. Uh, the Gentleman. Oh, uh, I, I did like this movie. Um, very, very funny. Um, very witty. Uh, Guy Ritchie did a great job. Uh, Hugh Laurie, is that his name? Hugh Laurie? Who? The actor in the movie, isn't it? His name's Hugh Laurie, right? Hugh Grant? That? Hugh Grant. <laughs> Hugh Laurie's from uh, House. Sorry, yeah. my bad. Hugh Grant was my favorite character in the movie. He was mm -hmm. absolutely hilarious, and Matthew McConaughey was great, too. So, I'd say it was a pretty good movie. Uh, the Turning. Oh my god. Actually, is, uh, this will fight for my... It is fighting for my worst of the year so far. Um, had absolutely the worst ending I may have ever seen. And yeah, it just cut off like it, nothing ever happened. And people were sitting in the theater. Like, question, like, okay, is that it? So I can't wait for you to see that. Hmm. Uh, again, here's one I already gave my two cents on. The Rhythm Section. Um... I, yeah, I this is I, actually fighting for my worst. <laughs> yeah, I did not like it. It was extremely boring. Um, yeah, <laughs> that's all I gotta say about it. I'm sure I, I probably won't ever watch it again. It was extremely boring, and uh, yeah, I, I I went off a couple, or I went out a couple of times, I should say. Uh, Gretel and Hansel, <laughs> again, one I have already given my two cents Man. on. Well, this is definitely a. It was January. What was it? Right yep. in February. No, oh, this, this is. This, this, this is January? right. This is at the end of January. January horror, typical. Um, it got thrown right in there, and it definitely should have. Uh, this movie was all over the place. Uh, trippy, like it was creepy in a bad way, and it just was not good. I do not advise anybody seeing it. I admit there was some things that I actually thought were actually kind of cool, but. The story itself. Oh, the okay. As far as that goes, I thought actually the you know the, the scenery was yeah. cool. I love movies with woods, creepy woods, and them and stuff like that. 
Right, so I'll get you there. Um, again, another one I've already given my two cents on, Birds of Prey. Or, um, or Harley Quinn, Birds of Prey. Yeah. I don't know what the title of this is really anymore. See, I feel like that should have been the title because I felt like she was the best part about the movie. And, I mean, she should have been. But I didn't get a lot from the outside people. I just didn't. And didn't hate it. I thought it was okay. Um, I, I just, Margot Robbie did a fantastic job. She, you know, she deserves a lot for that. And I felt like she carried the cast. Okay, and here's one I don't know how this would have gone, but I already gave my two cents on Sonic the Hedgehog. Um, uh, for nostalgia reasons, I definitely got a lot of things out of it. Uh, I thought it was okay. Um, I laughed at a couple things, and I cringed at a couple things. But as far as, you know, being a kid and being a huge Sonic fan, I, I got those things out of it. And uh, obviously it's set up for sequels. Huh. Fantasy Island. <laughs> you, I know that you saw this. Oh, God, that's I've suffered. Um, again, it's one that you told me you went with Russ, but again, I was like, oh, so I guess again you're saving my sanity. <laughs> yeah, this was just a you know a whim. I was like, it's not going to be in theaters that long because I know it's not making a lot of money, and it just. I feel like it's one of those movies where you like you've seen it before, you know what's gonna happen, and I did. And the only positive I had from it was Charlotte McKinney. Okay, uh, the photograph. Um, Again, this is, these are ones I've not seen, so it was pretty good. Uh, uh, Keith Stanfield was great, and I forget the girl's name, but she's obviously gotta have a big year this year. But she was great, and um, um, I'd be talking a while about that one because it was definitely. Weird well. a couple of times, but it, yeah, I, I enjoyed Photograph. Uh, Call of the Wild. Again, one that he has seen that I've not. Um, Harrison Ford was great. Um, I It's been a long, long time since I read the book, and then the book is legendary. So based on that, I think it obviously, I think it, some people said it went in a different direction, and it wasn't as uh, dark. dark, which I wish it would have been, which obviously it couldn't be. But Harrison Ford was great. The only thing I did, the story was great. I just did not like the CGI. The CGI was terrible. I think they obviously should have used real dogs, but I understand why they couldn't. Well, they chose not to. Yeah. Um, and then, like, a couple here that I'm not sure if you have seen or not. Uh, did you see Boy 2 yet? No. Okay. Did you see the Impractical Jokers movie? No, I did not. Okay, then. I think we're good on catching up with the ones that have come out, but... We just both have not seen. <laughs> so, and before we dive into actually the films that we have both seen recently, mm-hmm. quick word from our sponsor, Anchor. And now moving on to the films that we have seen recent as recent that we can both talk about. Um, and that first one is the, I guess, reimagining of Invisible Man starring Elizabeth Moss. Uh, and this is directed by the same by Lee Winnell, I think it's how it's pronounced. Uh, yeah, I don't. I think I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Winnell. Uh, yeah, uh, he helped create the Saw franchise and the Insidious franchise with James Wan, but then he started to do his own thing, and one of those one things was Upgrade. Oh yeah. <laughs> which was a really good sci-fi yeah. movie. So you know, I actually was kind of interested in this. 
It's just that then when I saw the trailer, I was just like, I don't now know how I'm yeah. going to feel about this. Because, again, we're also coming off of them trying to bring the Universal Monsters back with The Mummy, Dracula Untold, I, Frankenstein. However, <laughs> this one makes the smart decision on we're not trying that, actually. This is just taking that idea and doing something different with it. Um, so this is actually about Elizabeth Moss's character, who's in a abusive and probably mental abusive relationship, and she tries to basically get away, and he basically torments her by using a suit that it makes her him invisible. And before I, I'll let him continue, but um, mm-hmm. this guy that she's with is filthy rich. He's like the uh, I'm going to say he's a leader of kind of ophthalmology, you know, because they said he was like a uh, well-known ophthalmologist, and obviously with that house, he's got to be, you know, really smart, and he made that really cool suit. Continue. Yeah. Um, so, but then it's because he actually said, said that he had basically killed himself, and she was given inheritance, basically, of, like, what, $5 million? Yep. yep. Um and they say this in the trailer, but it's actually not in the film that she has to go through a process to show like that she like she's their psyche that yeah. she can take that that was one thing that did kind of throw me. <laughs> it's like uh, I thought this was a plot thing here, but oh, okay um, so but then it becomes like her of course looking insane to people because all these things start happening, and she's like, he's invisible, he's not dead um. Uh, so the one thing I'll mention right off the bat, I think the acting is pretty damn good in this, especially Elizabeth Moss, who has to carry this entire thing. Uh, I will, however, admit that one thing that was kind of gonna be a negative for me, but then it kind of swayed a little bit more positive, was the actual guy, Mm. the quote-unquote invisible man, because I kind of... Most of the time felt like we were learning his character through other people. Not necessarily spending time with him to really get to know him. Uh, But then they kind of do something towards the end where you kind of feel like you get a sense of him. Uh, Also the one other kind of, again without trying to spoil anything, there's a major plot thing that happens in this that involves Elizabeth Moss's character that I feel like they kind of forgot. <laughs> uh, and I'm trying not to say anything, but I'm also trying to tell Nick somehow so maybe he can register in his head. Uh, but it kind of involves something like this. Mm. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, and when it comes to like when the invisible things happened, especially when it happened with other people, it wasn't really as terrifying to me because... It's kind of trying to mix, like, the horror concept with, like, John Wick stuff. (laughs) With, you know, like, using, like, the body and guns and stuff. So that part was almost kind of comical to me sometimes and not scary. But I would just recommend this just because of the performances. uh, And that, that, you know, they at least threw some clever things in there even though there are plot threads in there that yeah. don't make sense. Uh, 
So yeah, what was your take on the Invisible Man? Um, you know, as you talked about, you know the how the Dark Universe started with Mummy. Um, I am glad that they went in a completely different path, and this probably should have been the start. But um, well, like it's like an Iron Man except without the end credit sequence. Yeah. Uh, Elizabeth Moss, yeah. unbelievable performance. Uh, literally from beginning to end, it starts out, you know, her laying in the bed and taking his hand off of her, and you're like, oh shit, so something's going to happen. But um, yeah, the only, you know, thing I had an issue with was I'm glad Chris Stuckman said something about it was the camera deal. Uh -huh. um, like when they're in the restaurant and. Yeah. Their cameras are a big factor. Oh, yeah, and then they talked about that. Yeah, they did. So, you know, the, the restaurant part where, they you know, the knife came out. But other than that, I really, really enjoyed this movie. I thought it was smart, uh, well acted, mm -hmm. and I thought it was... It wasn't scary, but I thought it was yeah. like... What's the word? Um, extremely... Was it, did you find it suspenseful? Yeah, suspenseful. Because I thought it was cool when, you know, literally they looked like they were fighting nothing, but obviously it was probably a guy in a green suit, you know, because they had to I, have something to fight. But I, I that's I, pretty cool. I don't know. I think when they're acting like they're fighting something, <laughs> I think they really are not fighting anything. Maybe not, but I, the, there's, you know, I thought that looked cool. Um, I would... I, I however, the, and this is the other thing, Lee Winnell as a filmmaker, I'm very on off with because when he basically then took the reins of the Insidious franchise mm -hmm. when James Wan left after two, I, yeah, I didn't care for those films really, uh, especially his, he was actually one of the characters too. Uh, and then, you know, he does something like Upgrade, which I was just like, wow, awesome. th this guy is... I think when he's just given the reins to do whatever he wants, even if it's like a kind of existing property like an Invisible Man, they're like, yeah, you can do this story, just tweak it yourself. So this actually does have me kind of excited to actually see what he does now. I still put, think that Upgrade is his magnum opus that he has not matched yet. And that's going to be tough, actually, I think. But who knows? He might surprise me. Yeah, I, I really liked the ending to this movie, too. I thought it mm -hmm. went really well. And uh, it's definitely up there for my best of 2020 so far. And I mean, it's not competing against a lot. I understand that. And mm -hmm. there's a lot of bad shit. But yeah, this is definitely up there. And I highly recommend this movie to people. Especially, if, I mean, I'm not connecting this to The Mummy. But if you want mm -hmm. to kind of get a little bit of retribution, you should watch this movie. Yeah, I, I, I think that this is more... Because, again, I don't think Universe... You know, yeah, Universal didn't really distribute this. No. So, I feel like I don't have to try to say like this is the uni this is a Universal monster movie. It's gonna connect to anything. No, this is a solo, <laughs> like Hollow Man or whatever that was with Kevin Bacon. Yeah, and I loved. They actually paid a, a quick homage to the original. The original, and I and I, well, I kind of pointed it out to Ian. I don't, I don't think he saw me, but I was like, oh man, I'm glad they did that. Just a they, tiny second, but you, I got it. Well, that second also was in the trailer. Oh, well, so that's. I guess I didn't notice it, but I was either like, either that's like a tribute, or that's the guy in bandage. Yeah. Um, and there was one person that I just talked to for a small about who also saw the movie that works in our same department, mm. and she said that talked about the ending a little bit. And she's like, "What do you, do you think? There's gonna be another one?" I'm like, 
don't know, I think they kind of left it, like, pretty close. And she she even said, you think that she's going to be now? Yeah. I'm like, I think that goes against her entire character that happened in this one. So I kind of hope not. I can't see it, but, you know, people get desperate, you know. I, I don't know if Elizabeth Moss would even do it. She did the kitchen. I go to that, but yeah, you're but right. She was the best thing in the you're kitchen. Right. No, you're right. <laughs> that's the thing. Elizabeth Moss is becoming the one that, even when she's in crap, she's the best thing. You're right. Absolutely. Uh, so, what would be your grade for Invisible Man? I'd give it a B plus. If it wasn't for the fact that I start to overanalyze stuff, I'm gonna give it a B, because again, there are just plot things in here that are just like, eh, could it made that better and make that make more sense? So with the camera deal. It would yes, have, the, it would, the camera work is good. And, and then obviously like a lot of the cool, you know, the ocean scenery and the house is freaking cool that they were in. Mm-hmm. Um, it probably would have been an A minus had it not been for the uh, whole, as I talked to you about just now, the cameras being everywhere and them talking about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, B plus. So, yeah. So that's our review and thoughts on Invisible Man. Up next, uh, <laughs> one that we were actually really looking forward to that technically came out last year, but of course, again, it was small, you know, independent thing. Uh, and that's Color Out of Space, starring Nicolas Cage. Uh, and this is, I believe, based on the sci-fi novel. Yeah. I don't know necessarily how much it's taking liberty um, or something, because, again, I, of course, have not read the book. Um, but basically, it's Nicolas Cage's family lives on an alpaca farm, and they own, like, a giant piece of land, and basically. His father is correct. Yeah, it was, his, it was his father's that he inherited. Um, and a... Let's already just ta- say... This is already kind of a kooky family already, <laughs> because yeah. his da- daughter, hold, hold, yeah, his only daughter, is kind of a Wiccan. <laughs> yeah, she's all into witchcraft. Uh, his older boy is, I guess... He's a in, computer in, in, nerd. Who is also in, in irresponsible pothead. <laughs> yes. Uh, but he also is kind of like the one that gets like all like the crap to do, hmm. you know do the stuff with the apaca, help out around. And then they have a younger son uh, that has glasses, and he's just, like, basically the runt of the litter. He's out there. Oh, yeah, he is out there. But he's also a small child, so... True. Uh, but... So they're already kind of kooky and, you know, whatever. Yeah, literally everybody was different. Uh, there's nothing wrong. You know, this seems like a happy, you know, just getting along with family. All of a sudden, a meteor comes out of nowhere, hits the ground, and starts radi- I I guess this is the best way to describe it. Radiation that starts to change everything and changes everybody's personality. I'll never Uh, forget, as soon as it happened, (laughs) Nicholas Cage goes, Oh, God, it smells! (laughs) Can you smell that? That was like the initial thing that he noticed with Mm -hmm. it. Uh, Now... I have seen people talk about this, like, and I even acknowledged it when I watched it. This feels like Mandy mixed with Annihilation. Because the plot line of Annihilation is 
a thing comes from outer space, starts infecting the area, and people change when they, you know, they basically are in the atmosphere and breathe it in. Uh, this, however, just has the psychedelic thing and color of Mandy and Nicolas Cage going crazy. Well, they actually have a name for this. I don't know where I saw it on a YouTube channel, but they called it Lovecraftian Horror. Well, that's the name of the author. Oh, it's his, right. Yeah, oh, my gosh. I didn't even put that together, yeah. Lovecraftian Horror. Yeah, that's right. Wow. I don't, and again, I don't know what else this guy has None. written, and maybe, maybe I have actually even seen a film that... Now, our buddy Damon did tell us that his work is based on The Void yep. that came out a few years ago that I remember actually hearing some things about. But again, that was a smaller thing that, of course, never came here. So I'd have to check it out on you know, Blu-ray or whatever streaming. But uh, this is... If I had to compare the Nicolas Cage with his role in Mandy... I don't think he goes as crazy as Mandy, but that's that's because he's put through. I think a, I don't know. It's a good question of what his <laughs> situation is rougher, because <laughs> the stuff he has to go through in this one is pretty oh out there. But uh, like as far as like his intensity and his anger and stuff, it's way more in Mandy. Yeah, he crosses that uh, threshold, but. Uh, <laughs> There he does a mannerism and a voice where he's acting like his dad. He's acting like his dad, but if you have seen this film, Vampire's Kiss, <laughs> he is doing that exact same voice again, and I have not heard him sound like that since Vampire's Kiss, and that was a treat. <laughs> and uh I also thought that uh all the side people were actually pretty good. There is however one character that kind of flows in and out just to be this character. The oh god, I forget his title, but he like talking about the only, oh, oh, he studied he studied the water. I was gonna say I, I could tell him that he's pretty much the only one that well we thought lived, but yeah. you know I don't. He kind of well he did end up living, but I don't know what happened to him after that because. Mm -hmm. You don't know what kind of crap that he inhaled, saw, anything could be flowing through his body in this movie. was, Jeez. Yeah, the, I, again, I that also think that another kind of wrench in here is the ending. It's kind of just this big thing happens, and then we just get like a narration, basically, by this character that really wasn't even a big player. He was just there to observe. Hydrologist. Hydrologist, that's the type. Uh, and actually, I, I don't even remember if we, we mentioned this actor that was just in the Chain Silent Bob reboot that is also in this. Mr. Tommy Chong. Yes. Playing cut, cut, literally cut. a perfect role for him. Yeah. <laughs> Except somehow he actually knows how to use technology. Yeah. Because uh, he was just like using recorders Yeah, and it was stuff. old school stuff, it was. Though, which is cool. Um. But, and also I mentioned this to you because you were you you told me later that you were trying to think of this person, but the woman that plays his wife mm. was in one of the worst films so yes. far for you, The Turning. I was like, I, I'd seen her just recently, and I'm like, wow, okay, well. So has this put her back in a good light for you, or is it yeah. just the fact like... <laughs> she was great in this, um, other than now that I think of her as a... 
demon spider with her son on her back. The, yeah, there's a visual. Nobody's going to know I, until they watch it. <laughs> the hell out of me. And then the sounds the kid was making. But anyways, yeah. I wouldn't, you know, that was so bad of a movie that it's really hard for me to say if it, you know, redeemed her. But she definitely has, you know, risen. And, uh. Now, of all the things, though, wasn't she, though, the character in the turning that you thought actually was trying? Yeah, she was, but it was just, I felt like they didn't give or, her a lot or, to work with. Or was that everything just still brought that down? It did. It just, like, I feel like... It just, I can't wait for when you try to show me this oh, now. Right. You're, you're going to see, and it's just like the... I don't blame her for any of that. So maybe I don't really feel as bad for her because I thought she, you know, tried... But everything else. Mm-hmm. <sighs> um, and the other thing is that I also just loved the practical stuff in here. This was like reminiscent of Cronenberg and stuff like that. Uh, however, then on the opposite side, gosh, I could tell when their budget was getting low because that CGI was terrible sometimes. <laughs> uh, and I'm glad that it was like for half a second, but uh, just barely describing this, the part that involved a tree picking up a cop... When he's up oh, in yeah, the branches, yeah. when the when those closed in, I was just like, "Oh, that's bad." So as soon as I saw, I feel, was it a praying mantis? The bug, like the first one, uh, the first kind of bug we saw when they, and it came out of the, the well. Remember? Think? I felt like it was a praying mantis. It was something like that. That's when I first noticed. I was like, "Oh Jesus, that's." Oh. <laughs> I, I don't know if I really paid attention to that. Yeah. Oh no! Wait, no! I now know what you mean. I, I kind of gave that a little bit of a pass mm. because that was like more of like a bright uh, kind of gooey looking thing. So I was like, maybe it's supposed to just look like that. So well, then it was involved a lot because when he was picking the, the fruits and stuff, mm-hmm. or tomatoes. Yeah. Was it? it was both. No, it was tomatoes and I peaches? Think, yes, peaches. Because he was like, pe- pe- peaches grew now. <laughs> tomatoes were humongous. Yeah. But somehow they had no flavor. I don't, I don't know. That's we, we don't know. This is part of the madness. Yeah. Uh, I mean, where do I start? I mean, beginning to end, I got like a B-movie kind of feeling to it because, you know, it, there's certain things about it. And then, as you said, it wasn't as crazy Nicolas Cage, but I'd call him like a, like a gonzo Nicolas Cage in a way because he wasn't there. But mm-hmm. at times, especially towards the end... When he's watching the TV screen, and then before even before that, he's like, "My my family, go meet them," and I'm like, "Oh my god, that it has gone insane." Mm-hmm. And then people started getting crazier and crazier, mm-hmm. and the part I will never forget when I first saw them. And I remember you saying something when I first saw the mother and the young son melded together. <laughs> Same again. This is. I don't know if we can describe this as good, but you just have to see it. And the same with the alpacas, the dog, and the cat, because I believe all of them ended up. I feel like when what happens to them is they get like uh, melted together. Well, and that, that that was like the thing is like th- this is said to be kind of alien. Yeah. But we also are given nothing, like on what like their the goal of this is. Yeah. Um, which is the kind of like the difference with Annihilation. We get a sense of what their thing is, even though we know it's going to be the death of us. <laughs> um, now, as far as like trying to say like, because then the other competition with this is like, which do people like more? 
this or Mandy. Um, I think that this is a better paced movie. Yeah. Because there are definitely some sequences in Mandy that kind of, they're, they're just going. Uh, even if they look pretty, I'm just like, this is taking you know, a number of minutes to do this. Uh, however, like I just said, I think that Mandy just has like a style of itself that's borrowing, of course, from what inspired it and the director that make it look better. And I like the Nicolas Cage performance a bit more in that. So I'm just going to say that I like Mandy a bit more. But this is still pretty darn good. And it's also tough because this technically came out last year. But not a whole lot of people saw it until this year. So does it count as 2020? I feel like we're going to count it as 2020. I feel like I'm I'm going to because we got robbed. I've seen it in 2019. Well, but we weren't just the only ones. Oh, I'm just saying people in general, yeah. Some people that I follow were like, we we weren't able to see it until January. Yeah. We didn't see it until the end of February because we had to, you had to just buy it. Because you just bought it on a whim. Like Jay and Silent Bob. (laughs) I would give the side edge to Mandy as well, but this movie was, I mean, just think about Nicolas Cage in a movie with, I guess you call them aliens. That take over your mind with color. I mean... It was the color. Come on. It was the alluring color. It was very, obviously a very colorful movie. And then yeah. the part where I saw the red, I'm like, oh my god, that is Mandy. And I did feel like you know some of those same concepts happened. But I I, I enjoyed this movie. Yeah. Uh, so, what would your grade as far as... Well, I kind of want to implement this, but... I'll save it for the after the actual grade. What would be your actual grade? I would give it a man. I'm stuck between two, but I'm gonna say I'm gonna give it a solid B plus. Um, like I said, I enjoyed everything, and Nicolas Cage got crazier or more guns as the movie went on, and it, I, I just enjoyed it. The concept was really cool to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am also gonna give it a B plus. Uh, it's Better than a regular B movie because it definitely has a budget and has a better style to it. It's just few little things in there that are keeping yeah. it from getting that A mice. Now another thing that I feel like now I want to implement when it comes to a Nicolas Cage movie is one out of five crazy Nicolas Cage rating. Uh, oh, man. And as just as an example, I'll give mine first. I'm gonna give it three and a half. Nicholas Cage rings because he does go crazy in full cage, but there's he doesn't he doesn't reach Mandy he doesn't reach you know Vampire's Kiss which I would give a five, <laughs> um, but there's also like that small little nuances that he does too so that's why I'd give it three and a half. Yeah, I'd probably be around there three three and a half. You, you literally in this in Clara's space get like every Nicholas Cage because you know he's. One part he's doing his dad's voice, mm-hmm. another part will be calm, and then he'll get freaking nuts, and I feel like, you know, at parts it was tempered, but then again, you know, it, it definitely got crazy at times. It, it, yeah, three and a half, I'd probably agree with you. Yep. So that was our review of Color Out of Space. And moving on. And now to continue to the latest twofer that we just saw, and starting with the first one that we... <laughs> Somehow we were able to rush over to right after work. Yeah, it was a close uh, call. 
That is Emma, starring Anya Taylor-Joy. This is apparently based off of a Jane Foster book, but I guess it's taken a more comedic approach. Yeah, Mom knew about it. Um, she said she had read, or, uh, read the books. Mm-hmm. Or, I don't know if it was multiple books. It may have been multiple. I can't remember. I thought it was a series for some reason, but she said it, the books were really good. I would say somebody in the comments will tell us, but yeah. there are no comments <laughs> here. So, uh, Yeah, I... Just going into this, I just had the trailers alone. I was like, mm-hmm. well, if anything, I'll at least say it's nice to look at. Yeah. The costumes and stuff look cool. So. All Victorian stuff. Yeah. And Anya Taylor-Joy, I think, can be a pretty good actress. Can so be. I'll still give it a shot. Uh, but So this stars her as the you know titular named Emma. And she she's very rich. Extremely. <laughs> in this Victorian era. Uh and she's kind of looked at as like the advice slash gossip, you know, yeah. taker. Like she hears a lot because a lot of people tell her like what's going on. Uh, but she's also kind of one of these, which we kind of just saw recently that I was kind of comparing it to Little Women. Yeah, like she's Very, like yeah. an early kind of progressive woman that's like, I don't need a husband. I'm yeah. just gonna just live my life how I want to. Even if that is just taking care of my old dad. Bye-bye. Bill Nye, And I will always see him. As Davy Jones. As Davy Jones. Which <laughs> I'm sure he's not as big of a fan I of. I know. <laughs> uh, but, yeah. No, he was definitely Fantastic. a standout. He was funny. And I kind of was explaining this to Damon earlier when we were out. Uh, yeah. Because I was like, he, he had this, like, running thing where he was, like, always looking for the draft. Uh, yeah, like of, like of wind. Oh, so yeah. he always wind got so there. so he always got like these people to put like these blockades. Yeah. And at one point he's like surrounded by different size ones. So that was really funny. He's like, you feel a draft on your knees, um, like a little higher. But not to try to break that comedy, it then comes back to the end of why he is like that. And I thought that was actually really touching. Yeah. Good. Um, and I can't remember her name. I only ever remember her face, but the really tall woman that Miranda Hart, the Miranda, really funny one. Yes, yeah, she, she was, was the standout. Holy crap! Every time she was on screen, it was just hilarious. Yeah, she's she's funny. I've seen her on uh, YouTube stuff, and she's really funny. And I think I'm gonna try not to cheat here and look at my phone, but the woman that played uh, Emma's new helper. Yeah, I can't. Was that Molly, Molly Goth? From Cure, Wel- uh, Cure for Wellness, because her oh. face looked familiar. Yeah, Mila. Mi- Mila, Mila Goth. Goth. Mia yeah. Goth is her. Yeah. I was wondering where the hell I saw her. And she was in Suspiria, too. Yeah, the remake, yeah. which I actually really liked. Um, Damn. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, so, this is basically a dialogue. Yeah. In fact, it felt like a play, almost, because... Uh, other than the fact of scenery, seeing on horseback and stuff like that, this is mostly people just talking, uh, and you know, characters and stuff interacting. Uh, there's this growing thing of, you know, that they take too much, like basically inspiration from Emma because she she feels like herself, like she can see the future. She's that naive and kind of ignorant. Yeah. Uh, which also was kind of like a rocky thing about 
how do I feel about this main character now? Because on one hand, you're doing stuff that is good. But on the other hand, you're servicing yourself that is not servicing well to the other person. So I don't know. I feel like, again, the only two people, well, three people I felt like I liked overall as a person was her, her dad, uh, Mr. Knightley. Mm. I felt like, again, he was like kind of written as like, he's just a good person. Uh, and the big moment that we oh, just man. talked about. Uh, now, the tough part about this, I don't know if I would really pop this in again. Because it's not a knock on the movie itself. Mm -hmm. It's well acted. Yeah. It's very well written. It's, the costumes and stuff are probably going to now be up for Oscars. Although, with the way that the trends are going, this came out in February, so it's going to get no attention. Or wait, this came out in March. <laughs> well, it's supposed to come out. Yeah. Three weeks that, that's, late. That's the other thing for us. Uh, but again, this dialogue-driven stuff is hit and miss with me because it could be something like Hateful Eight where this is three hours but I don't care because the writing oh, is so good. So good. Um, I don't know if I'm going to pop this in again to watch it. So that's kind of where I'm standing. How are you feeling? I feel the same way. It's, um, you know, at times, as I'm sure you know, that stuff drags on and sometimes it did in this movie and mm -hmm. I got confused a lot with there was a lot of people that trying to be in relationships and love and all Which that Which I stuff. saw one coming a mile away. But some of them, some of the stuff was confusing, and I'm like, wasn't he with her? And I felt like that was kind of mixed up. And mm -hmm. But the performances, Anya Taylor-Joy redeemed yeah. herself for me because of what the last <laughs> I saw her in. Which, and I'm not going to mention that. But, um, yeah, she can be a wonderful actress. Yeah. And I am looking forward to New Mutants. That's another thing coming up. She could would probably be my number one, hopefully number one <laughs> draft pick as future star yeah. that is putting out quality work. Yeah. Because, uh, again, she was even in something that I didn't really care for, but she was the great thing in it, which was Morgan. Oh, yeah. yeah. I thought she was really good in it. That was one of but her every, first ones. But everything else was terrible. I agree. Uh, but then she was in something like The Witch, which yeah. was also great. That was her first. Yep, that was. Uh, but yeah, as far as the movie goes, I thought it was well acted, pretty good. Miranda Hart was awesome. Bill Nye got me dying. The lady I'm never next, gonna remember that name. <laughs> the, the lady next to me, I think, was pretty pretty freaked out because I would die at some of the things. Literally, the first thing he said was that uh, it was at the wedding, and he was like, "Innocence, innocence." Remember that because he said innocence, yeah. and he goes, "Innocence, innocence." I'm, I'm just like. The first thing, though, I can't remember. It was one of the first things he said, but even from then on, it was about the stuff about the, you know the wind and the drafts and all that kind of stuff. It was he was just great. Now, and, now I don't know if you remember, but because there was one character that I was like, I recognize you, but I'm not placing you right now, and that was uh, her first friend that was like a handmaiden that she saw at the very beginning, and that was getting married. Oh, and she okay. kind of popped yeah. in and out. Yeah. And we also saw her pregnant. I was like, I recognize your face. She was in Game of Thrones. She oh. she was uh, the sister of the guy that became a eunuch. <laughs> you remember the uh, Bill Nye's two like uh, yeah servants. Yeah, the that, one the taller one mm -hmm. was in A Kid Who Be King. He was the 
He was supposed to was be he Merlin. Yes. I was like, I, 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 played, I was like, I'm looking at him. I'm like, I recognize you, and then I remembered. I didn't catch that, but I just thought it was. I, picture, I, I just thought it was funny that whenever they were in the room, they were there too because they're like, <laughs> we have to be ready. <laughs> get I, get those barriers. And I was actually surprised because I didn't know there would be as much comedy as there was, and I and I enjoyed it. Um, I agree with Ian though that it's going to be hard for me to watch again. Maybe I will. Uh, I don't I, know. Um, I think that they're. They were trying the comedy stuff more in the sense of the beginning and middle, but then when they realized they had to get like to the dramatic stuff, that's when it kind of takes a backseat mean, towards the end. It got real serious when he yeah. asked her to marry her and she started getting a nosebleed. I was like, whoa. But, yeah, um, you know, I I liked it. Yeah. I, you know, I, I had no, no huge knocks on it other than the, the some of the pacing, but... Mm -hmm. You know, I, I agree it might be hard for me to pop in again. Yeah. Uh, so because of all that, uh, I'm just, I'm taking more of the account of the fact of like how good the writing is, how good the story is, and how great the acting is, along with all the set pieces and stuff like that. It's just a question of rewatchability for me. So that's the only reason why I'm giving it a B plus. I could give this an A minus, but I rarely give stuff to A minuses that I question if I can rewatch it. But that's just me. Yeah, I was in the B B plus area too. I think I'd give it a B plus just because the comedy absolutely shocked the heck out of me, man. I, I did not expect that. At I, all. Yeah, I didn't see that coming. Nope. So, yep, that was our review of Emma. We both strongly say go see it, especially if you're a Jane Foster fan. Uh, give it a B plus. You may feel different. We may feel different. Who knows? <laughs> Beauty of, mute, of movies. Uh, so now, finishing it off with the last movie that we saw last night, which was Onward, Disney's newest, slash Pixar, newest animation starring the voice work of Tom Holland and Chris Pratt. Uh, and Octavia Spencer. Octavia Spencer, yeah. Uh, and this is like... You know, the world of magic with elves, orcs, and wizards. Uh, and then it just kind of, they got tired of trying to make magic, so they started making technology. If this premise sounds a, swim, a little bit similar, you're thinking of Zootopia, I don't blame you. <laughs> uh, so this, but this is about Tom Holland's character named Ian. <laughs> I didn't know how to feel about that the entire time. Yeah. Uh, and Chris Pratt's... I'm drawing a blank on his character's name. Oh, oh God. Anyway. Uh, he, Ian is, like, the more kind of tech-driven... Like, that's what he's grown up with. Uh, and his older brother uh, basically plays Dungeons & Dragons and believes in this magical stuff. And I know it's not Dungeons & Dragons, but that's what it's riffing on. Which I loved his jacket too. Oh, I loved all, I loved all the parody bands that's stuff because I saw like Hades <laughs> and stuff like that. I was like, <laughs> this is fun. Uh, and they are without their dad because of course they are. They have to have one parent gone. Uh, and through a mysterious gift from their dad from years ago, they basically reanimate his legs. Because they find that they can have, they can make a spell that could bring him back for one day to spend with them. 
uh, and that turns into them wanting to find a gem to help basically f fill him, let's say, because all they have are the legs because it goes haywire. Mm -hmm. And this is them going off on an adventure together with magic, with technology, and basically to just be with their dad for one more day. So I'm going to be kind of... Uh, the f I, I think that this was a film that got better as it went along. Because the first part of this, uh, a lot of the jokes weren't really nailing it for me. Uh, and I also kind of just felt like that, yeah, this is kind of standard storytelling. I've seen this a lot. I do think the animation is still very good. Beautiful. Uh, and I do think that the voice work is also still great. Uh, if I remember, I also, Louis Dries Livas is the voice of their mom, I believe. Oh, Julia Louise Dreyfus? Yeah. Oh, from Psycho? Which I did not recognize. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't even know that. Uh, and then, like you mentioned, Octavia Spencer. Awesome. I think she steals yeah, every time fantastic. she's on. Uh, it's like this, what was she called? The, ma the Not the Matador. <laughs> no. Uh, Gosh. It was, a, it was a mixer, like a play on words. Yeah. She, she was like a, she was a lion. A scorpion. And... and some kind of winged thing, not not a dragon, right? Say gargoyle. Yeah, gargoyle. <laughs> uh, and she like owns like a business, and she's like, you know, she's gone from like this like fierce beast to owning like a business. She's worried about like Strip I'm, style about everything. Yeah, and I'm just like, yeah, she just wants good Yelp reviews. <laughs> it's not it's not Yelp, but that's what she wants. Uh, but when this thing starts to pick up on the quest, that's when I thought it got better. Oh, yeah, Guinevere, and, baby. And then, like, a lot of the jokes, like you mentioned just now about Guinevere the van. Yep. There's especially one sequence that involves actually kind of a heartfelt moment, but it has a good joke in it, too, that <laughs> I was shocked that I laughed at a lot. Um, they're also their, uh, not their stepdad, but... Like, basically, like, oh, the new sad. guy that was, like, the father figure that was a centaur. And it was on the, on the mom's phone, and he was, uh, oh, gosh. Every time it, he called, it was it said something. Oh, Wasn't that, like, Barry Mallow or something? Uh, the song was, but, it, yeah. like, his name it, it, it was his under contact, it. It was like, man. Main, main Man or something like that. Get, <laughs> yeah, get Main it, Man. Get it, Main Man. Get it. I think but that's what it centaur. was. Centaur. Um, and, again... Somehow Pixar does it where they hit the emotional heart yeah, at I, the end, and they and they didn't do what I now I've heard a few people say they didn't cheat with one of the characters. Like, no, this is the decision that had to be made with this character, and that had to happen. Um, and I do give it credit because it's also not a kind of previous thing that has been done. It's not a remake. It's, you know, not connecting to a grander universe. I'm just going back and forth about how I feel about the first half. Yeah. Because I thought that, that it's after that that it gets better. But I've been rambling right now, so please tell me your thoughts and let them know. Honestly, uh, I agree. I First and foremost, I'm going to say it's, you know, I don't want to say your typical Pixar movie because... I mean, it's beautiful, mm -hmm. but I wouldn't, 
it's I think it stands on its own because I don't think it's up there with the best, but I think it's right there, and I'm definitely gonna have to give it another watch because you know I feel like I missed some things, mm -hmm. but you know the uh, voice actors were fantastic. Um, I'm I'm sure I I recognize a lot of them. I just couldn't put a uh, you know a name to the face or face to the name I should say, but face off. <laughs> but Octavia Spencer was. I knew it was her right away, and I remember somebody telling me, uh, I think it was Stuckman, mm -hmm. that said uh, that she stole it for a lot of people. Yeah. And um, as far as the story goes, I thought it was really cool. Um, you know, them trying to reconnect with their father because that's what I've been doing lately, and I really connected with the story a lot. And the ending got me quite a bit, and I thought it was really cool how he had a checklist of all the things he wanted to do and he, you know he kept crossing out the things that he couldn't do mm -hmm. and then at the end he realized that his brother the whole time kind of had his you know oh. I guess his okay what <laughs> kind of diving into the thing that happened oh, at the end <laughs> okay I'll, I'll stop, stop talking <laughs> because I will give it away too much I go see it because the story is awesome yeah and um the animation, like I said, was dazzling, I thought, like it usually is, and it's. I thought it was very funny, especially the dad, you know, when he, he had his top half on, and he, <laughs> there's one part where they thought he was, you know, drunk, and uh, mm -hmm. there's one part where he was, like, waving out of the window, and he was, like, you know, doing all these kind of mannerisms with his, it was like a jacket and, like, a glasses, and it kind of gave me a uh, weekend at Bernie's feel, <laughs> in a way, but... Um, yeah, Disney doing that. <laughs> Yeah, I I enjoyed the movie. I you know I, I can't wait to see it again. I'm sure I'll like it the better second viewing. Yeah, uh, this is gonna fall under the. I'm gonna recommend you go see this. It's just that for me, as far as afterwards now, I might check it out again on Disney Plus. I don't know if this falls into the realm of I need to buy this. However. On a personal note, comparing to the last thing that Pixar put out that was animated, I liked this one way more, which was Frozen 2. Uh, I would, that one I, ups, I, Honestly, yeah. I completely forgot. I would have been like, what the hell was the last thing they released? But now I know why I forgot. Mm -hmm. uh, so, my grade would be another B+. Plus. Yeah, I agree. B+. Plus. It's not... Uh, you know, I don't think there's anything hugely wrong with it. Um, mm -hmm. Except for, you know, the first half kind of took a little bit i did also like their pet uh it was a dragon lazy lazy yeah named lazy <laughs> it was all over the place so yeah. it was like you know i, thought I it was guess cool. it was an ironic thing yeah but yeah I, I definitely recommend this and uh pixar has got some films coming up i'm looking forward to yeah well they other than some sequels that they've been putting out they're i think coming up they're doing a bit more original stuff so that's why i'm like Soul. Soul is the one I'm really excited about. I, I'm excited, but I'm also happy that I have like seen nothing. <laughs> yeah. But I'm I'm also I'm also like questioning like how quickly is death getting brought into this film? Because it seems like it's gonna happen pretty quick. <laughs> Which I don't know. I mean, not that Disney has shied away from death in our previous childhood stuff. <laughs> uh so yep, that's our review on Onward. We recommend you go see it. See what you think. Yeah, see both movies, really. Yep. We saw yesterday. Pretty pretty much, there really wasn't a whole lot bad that we talked about recently. Nope. It was just your stuff that you had to go through in, yeah. in January and February that was like, that's the torture. I cannot wait to show you 
turning. <laughs> I cannot wait for you to see it. Is that still that far down there? Nothing. Like, what about that, that grudge? That that a grudge seemed for a while for like a couple weeks of that, and that came out. But at least grudge had an ending. That's all I'm gonna say. Fair <laughs> enough. I'll I'll, I'll be a, I'll, I'll be the judge I'll of that. A, I guess not a good one, but still, it did not go near my theater. Like, okay. Which I remember I heard people saying that's how they felt when they saw the movie The Devil Inside. Hmm. It just stopped. That's and, and everybody was furious. <laughs> I, yeah. Uh, but until I guess I go through that painful experience. Uh, also, be free to check out, again, as I just mentioned, we did our first Rotten Eggs uh, episode with Mr. Nickrish here joining us with me and Damon. Uh, please go check out all the ones that you have not heard from this channel, uh, especially that one, and the new Foul Play debate featuring me as the competitor for the first time and Mr. Gobbler Damon as the host, which was, <laughs> I'm sure, fun for him. I know it was much more fun for me. Uh, but until then, Nick, plug away whatever you want to, and I'm just give your final easy. words. Nick Wood on Facebook and Nickers Chicken on Twitter. Um, I think there's a lot more to look forward to as the year goes on. There's a lot of stuff coming up in the next couple weeks that could potentially be promising. But uh, yeah, keep going to the movies. Um, yeah, uh, all I'll do again is still pl plug my Twitter, GuyOLoco89. Uh, just as a quick thing, here's what is soon to be coming up, and if we'll go see them. Uh, next week we got The Hunt, which got pushed back because of all the controversy. Oh, man. Uh, Bloodshot, Vin Diesel. Which, which you know I, what? It uh, just looks like a crazy movie to me. I'm just going to go into it thinking that. Uh, I still believe... Do you remember that we saw the trailer for this literally last night? Oh yeah, I yeah. I don't think we're. Gonna... <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I don't see me seeing that. Oh geez, what's what are you doing, Dave Batista? My spy. <laughs> um, then there's a couple that I don't know about. Uh, well, there's getting to March twentieth. Well, well, but before before I say that, <laughs> here's some films coming out still next week. The, road, the Road's Not Taken. I don't know what that is. There's also The Postcard Killings. <laughs> oh, no! Which has Jeffrey Dean Morgan in it. Postcard Killings is going to be based off of somebody. Mm -hmm. um, but then, we got probably our most, oh. one of our highly anticipated on the 20th, Quiet Place, which also... Just to now lean into that next week, because before that, we're also going to be going to our first horror convention. We're going to be doing a horror theme special Sweet. just for March. Yes. Uh, I know that me, Nick, will be there. We believe Damon is also going to join us. Possibly. It's, a, it, it's a question on who the fourth is, because I have other feelers out there, because one of them is not reliable. And I'm not saying it all to you, Russ. <laughs> but we, but that fourth person might actually be George that joins huh? us. So because he has ones that 
I don't even know if we all know, so I'm looking forward to that. Uh, but until then, please subscribe here at Crazy Poultry Inc. Podcast. Please be part of the crazy flock. I'm sorry for that. Uh, <laughs> other than that, please keep going. Enjoy the movies. And if you like them and you don't, that's your opinion. Own it. See you guys.